Welcome to Business Partners, a podcast for couple colleagues building a business and life together. Through interviews, we'll share common struggles and stories unique to partners living and working side by side. Listen in as we learn what works and doesn't work when working together as a couple. You ready to do this? Let's get down to business. Today on Business Partners, we're joined by LapCat Studio. Nick and Hannah Malone are the brains and opposable thumbs behind LapCat Studio. They talked about being future business partners before they started dating. So working together just feels right. As a little improv that they didn't include in their bio, Nick and Hannah were my students when I was a graphic design teacher at Omore College. So I'm really excited to see what they've done with their careers. Welcome, Nick and Hannah, to Business Partners Podcast. We're so happy to have you. I know you guys are at LapCat Studios. Will you tell us a little bit about it and when you started it, why you started it, and who you guys serve? Yeah. Um, So LapCat Studio was started in August of 2019. Originally, it didn't have a name. Uh, It was just me. I had a handful of clients that came to me after uh, I lost a job at a record label downtown. So yeah, it was just, it was born out of losing, (laughs) losing a job and uh, finding work and not having a desire to not go back to a a full, full paid position at another record label. I think you were a designer there, right, Nick? Yes. Graphic designer. I was, um, I guess, a lower level designer. Uh, I had a, um, <laughs> we have a cat trying to escape. Uh, I had a, I had a creative director, uh, and I was the other designer on the team. Gotcha. And, um, we were in the middle of closing on our house when his whole team was let go. So it was a little chaotic wow. and our, our realtor and our, um, financial person told us like, if you can have proof of another job within two days, you'll be fine. Oh my gosh. So it's within two days, he was his own employer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just grown from there. Yeah. Wow. And so I think we formalized the name, uh, about a year and a half into it. Um, but after it became lap cat, um, Hannah joined, uh, yeah. full time. Uh, and yeah, we've just been rocking and rolling since, uh, yeah, I joined in 2021 okay. and it, we were at a tipping point where it was like either I join or he hires somebody else, but we'd been talking about working together since before we even started dating. So it was a long-term goal and kind of a now or never moment with some, just some shifts in my own job. And so I just jumped in and we got some more clients and haven't stopped. So what were you doing at the time? Um, I was working at a marketing agency on their design team. So his background's more in the music side. My background's more in the marketing and nonprofit side. So together, we're pretty, I'd like to think we're pretty Mm well-rounded. Yeah. And um, most of our current client base is in the music and entertainment industry. And we also have um, some more retail-based clientele as well. And occasionally, not well, not occasionally. We also have one nonprofit 
on retainer and then, you know, people just come to us as they need stuff. So I'm so curious about that tipping point where it sounds like you both reached it at the same time mm-hmm. where you were forced to kind of make this decision to work together. It's such a mm-hmm. huge risk. So what was that tipping point for you, Hannah, being on a like nice stable marketing team job, clients fed to you, you know, what, what made yeah. you decide to, to take this risk together? Um, the decision was kind of made for me. Um, I'm trying to choose my words with care because I have a lot of respect for uh, the people that I used to work with. But through, I think really just through the chaos of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was struggling more mentally than I realized at the time. And my the people I was working for noticed and they were like, all right, you've got X amount of time to course correct or it's going to be a bigger conversation. And I, I worked really hard (laughs) to course correct and I am proud of what I did, but unfortunately some of the metrics that were set were outside of my own control because I can create something that is technically perfect, Mm -hmm. but if the person reviewing it has a difference of opinion and asks for more revisions, I can't control that. Mm So in their eyes, there were one too many instances of revisions being asked for. So I left. And at that point, it just seemed kind of fruitless to go job hunting Mm. when I had a job waiting for me at home. Yeah. And it it helped Nick a lot. He went down from, you know, working until 10 or 11 most nights and me coming home and working with him until 10 or 11 most nights to just a more even well-rounded workload for both of us. Yeah. It's true. Sounds like the right decision. Absolutely. Yeah, it's turned out really well. I want to hear more about that, but I'm realizing I forgot to ask a very important question, which I already know the answer, but I'm going to pretend like I don't. How did you guys meet? Ah, (laughs) You do know that. (laughs) I've been there for the whole journey. You have. For the rest of the world out there. um, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. There you go. We met at Omore um, College of Design in 2014 but it took us a couple years before we started dating i think by the time we finally started dating everybody on campus was like whoa wait you mean you haven't been already (laughs) (laughs) y'all were in the graphic design department together right yes yes we were yes yes we met first day and um i mean i don't know there were maybe 20 of us in that classroom sounds right and hannah's Hannah says that from the moment I walked through the door, she was like, that's going to be my competition. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> plot okay. twist. Yeah. I know. He walked in and was like, I was like, whoa, this guy is very Southern. I am Midwestern. So adjusting to all the accents was fun. But yeah, he walked in just like he was there to work. He was there to learn. He was not there to goof around. And I was like, I can respect that. And I'm going to have to work really hard to keep up with it. <laughs> That's good. And then y'all got married in what year? 2019. Yeah. So the okay. same. Yep. Yeah. Same year that we bought our house mm-hmm. and I lost my job and started a new business. That was the year that we got married. It, it was, was a big year. It was a very big year. And it's been a big 
been many big years after that. So yeah, we can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I can't wait to dig into that too. <laughs> Um, we'll get there, but more about you. Um, so I'm curious if working together has been what you, what you thought it would be when you started or if it hasn't, then what's been different? Hmm. I think I held expectations really loosely. I had an amorphous, I would be really cool to work together and run our own business someday idea but I didn't have really have many expectations on what the day-to-day aspect would look like. And so I've not really been shocked or surprised or disappointed by anything. It's just kind of unfolding. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, as every type of relationship has, there, there are things that you run into. And so, of course, we've had moments where we butt heads, mostly over like, my opinion versus her opinion on a, something, some type of design that we've worked on, but it's been smooth sailing. And honestly, I don't think that we could have asked for a better partnership and the way that we're running our business is I feel like the best that we can do. Wow. That's awesome. Um, we need to learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys changed anything about how you run the business since you started together? Like since oh. Nick was solo, you mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, we have a lawyer now. Yeah. Okay. Which is exciting. <laughs> um, and uh, a friend of ours helped us with our taxes. I don't know if she's still going to be available for that or not. But yeah, we brought in a tax person. And um, I think we're continuing to adjust and refine our workflows and figure out mm-hmm. what what softwares, what processes work best as we continue to grow. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can probably speak more into that since you were running it solo for oh, a yeah. while. I mean, from the moment that I came home the day after um, we started the business uh, in 2019, I, my head was spinning because there were all these new things that I had to figure out. And one of those being like, how, how much money do you set back for taxes? And, oh gosh, I guess I do need to come up with a business name and, oh, then we've got to register that. And then eventually it became Mm -hmm. the LLC. And uh, like Hannah said, we had to get a lawyer and Lord knows that I don't need to be doing the taxes because math is neither of our strong suits. So we had to find someone that would help us make sure that we're paying the government the money that they're asking for. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, not to mention onboarding processes and organization Mm -hmm. and how, and you guys know this, but like Mm -hmm. how to put together like a good toolkit of questions Mm-hmm. Then you can lead somebody through when they know they want a logo, but they don't know what what they want it to be mm-hmm. or kind of what their parameters are. Because yeah. I'll know it when I see it. It just is not productive for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what about for that? your relationship? How's your how has your relationship changed since you started um, working together? Because it, it does add a different element. It does. I was telling Hannah before we hopped on here Mm -hmm. that we try, I know that I try, like (laughs) 
that if I have a frustration with a client or um, with the work that I'm working on, I try to have that frustration in this room and not mm. like take it down to the living room or the dining room whenever we're having dinner or watching TV or take it into the bedroom when we're trying to go to sleep. Like mm-hmm. I want that stuff to stay here um, because it doesn't belong outside of this room. That's that takes a lot of intentionality and discipline. He's much better about it than I am. I'm the one who I will I stress dream about work all the time. Same. Do you grind your teeth and get like the wake up with she a headache does. in the morning? I am gonna have to get a crown because I've cracked a molar from stress flinching. I feel you, girl. And I'm I'm working with a TNJ doctor and have a mouth splint I wear every night, and I've still cracked a tooth. Wow. I feel I feel you. Running a business is not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. Especially not when you're already anxiety prone. <laughs> oh. I was going to ask Nick, what does Hannah get um, upset with you oh. about the most on on um, the day to day? In the business, not <laughs> yeah, in the business. Within <laughs> that room, there. <laughs> oh goodness. Hmm. Um, I guess slowing down to like explain what I'm doing. Um, because I tend to just like, hey, let me have the keyboard and the mouse and I can just mm. show you really quick instead of explaining to her the process that I go through. Because sometimes, I mean, for me, it's hard for me to articulate what's like going on in this brain, this skull. It's easier for me to just like show her. And that was the, some of the way that I learned from past creative directors, just like, let me show you how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Hannah she likes to see how it's done. And I understand that. And I appreciate that because then she's able to replicate it and then, and, or like determine a way that works best for her. Mm. So I I get asked to slow down, explain what you're doing so that I can (laughs) understand why you're doing what you're doing. I'm guilty of that as well. (laughs) Move. And I just grabbed the the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) So same question for you, Hannah. I always love learning a good hack, but I want to know yeah. how it works so I don't have to ask again in the future. He's much better at remembering keyboard shortcuts than I am. This <laughs> <laughs> is a strong suit and not mine. Um, <laughs> I think he gets upset with me, and it just happened today, Ooh. when I I don't like to bother people when they look like they're in the zone. So I'll like hedge around the fact that I have a question. Instead of just being like, hey, question, what did we tell so-and-so about this project? And I'll like try to ease into it. And then it ends up wasting more of his time. And he's like, just, just ask the question so we can move on. <laughs> this is the same process. It's reversed. I'm like, how much time did you just waste on that thing that could have answered in 30 seconds? But he's the same. Yeah, Y'all are too considerate. <laughs> Well, I'm too yeah. busy trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> I, I just have too much pride. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's She's considered you're prideful. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are there, is there, you mentioned that sometimes y'all will butt heads about um, like differences of opinion, subjective opinions about design. Is there another tension point that tends to like bubble up commonly, frequently? Hmm. Um, for me, I... I'm very good at accepting client feedback in a very dispassionate divorce from the work point of view because they're paying me. (laughs) 
But critique from him is a lot harder to take. I get that. Uh, where it, it feels more like if I'm not in the right headspace, it feels more like an insult to my capabilities. And um, for those of you who are familiar, I am a five on the Enneagram. So I take competency very seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like feeling like that's judged, even when that's not his intent. So I have to try to take a step back and go, no, this is strictly about work. This is about providing the best end product to the client possible. So don't take it personally. That's a constant work in progress for me. Hmm. That's really good. What about for you, Nick? And what's your Enneagram? I do not or, follow that as closely as Hannah does. He's okay. a one. But I'm a, okay. I'm a one, I'm told. He's a one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't... Is there one that comes to mind for you that... I really, like... I On that same, like, wave, I try to take her feedback seriously and thoughtful and like it's important to my work because I want the product that we're sending out to be the best product that it can be. I will say that like, this is probably negative and we may cut it out, but (laughs) I I tend to take client feedback more harshly than the feedback that I get from her Mm. because I do take it as like, wow, that that does kind of hurt when, when you don't just like say that you love it, but I understand that not everyone's going to love everything that we make. So at least I know when it, when the feedback comes from Hannah, like it, she is trying to make the work the best that it can be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think one's instantly goes self-critical when they get Mm. negative feedback. So I know that's something that we talk about a lot. Like it's hard to not go black and white. Like this is either a really great design or really crappy design, you know, and the client has chosen really crappy. Okay. I quit. I'm terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So we feel you. Do you guys have defined roles? Like we were just talking about this recently, how we feel like we need to maybe sit down and say, okay, you're COO, I'm CEO. Let's just say, and then associate like roles and responsibilities. Have you guys had a conversation like that? We've had conversations about uh, what roles we play. Um, we definitely like believe that like this partnership is is that it's fifty fifty. Like we want both of us to be able to do any aspect of the job. Um, I do handle most of the, uh, the the money side of it, so I'm invoicing, um, making sure that checks get cashed. Um, talking with the tax person, so on and so forth, all of that side. And Hannah very much so is like client facing. Um, she responds to the emails in a timely manner because that is not my strong suit. <laughs> um, as you can tell, she's been communicating with you guys, not me. Um, uh, she, she's very good at that side of it. And uh, a new aspect that we are adding to her plate this year is she's going to head up the social media side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't have a very active presence, even though we've been doing this for three years now. Um, so that is one of our goals for 2023 is to really get an active social presence, even if that's just posting once a week. Yeah. Yeah. We've been very blessed. Oh, and I'm also the official note taker for any <laughs> meeting that we're both in. I take, I take pretty good notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, like to his point, we've been super, super blessed in that we've done absolutely zero advertising. All of our clients have been through word of mouth and it's been great. Yeah, but we're hitting, we're hitting a point where it's like, okay, if we want to think about this, we'll continue to think about this long-term because we expect we will continue to be operating this business far into the future, Lord willing, mm-hmm. that we need to start building that online presence. We need to start publicizing more of our work and be very intentional about it. Not even from a paid ad perspective, but just from the perspective of if people don't know we're out there, mm-hmm. we can't we can't be of service to them if they don't know where to find us. Unless they talk well to their buddy who worked with us two years ago. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not great. Right. So we're, we're working on that. Um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be running, running the charge from that point. That's exciting. But I've taken note that you guys have done a really good job at that. And thank uh, you guys. <laughs> we're taking, we're lot. taking notes of that. Oh, thank you so much. It's all Jess. It literally is. But, um, <laughs> Great. I might have to pick your brain on that side. <laughs> sure. I'd be happy to share. It's not at all what I thought I was getting into when we started this, that like running a business and being a designer also means being a content creator. I kind of hate that, yep. but it's just the nature of, I mean, as you're saying, it's how it's the, where we're living. So yeah. I really fought it last year. I was like, I'm not giving in. I'm not doing this. And I will never download TikTok. That's, that's where I don't <laughs> Me <budge. either. laughs> but, but outside of that, mm. I've accepted this year that you should, like organic posting, that's just for the industry we're in. People go to your Instagram first to make sure you're legit before even going to your website. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm just not going to fight it anymore. I'm going to give in. And so, yeah, whatever knowledge I can share, I'm happy to. Business Partners Podcast is proudly brought to you by Apple and Anchor. Apple and Anchor offers flat rate graphic design and illustration for agencies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Picture this, a dedicated remote team tackling your design to-dos as they pop up so you can keep your clients and team happy and get back to doing what you do best. Check out their work and pricing at appleandanchor.com or book a call through the link in the show notes. And now back to the show. All right. So what's, uh, what's the future for the business? You guys have grand plans. We have some plans. Yes. <laughs> um, we hope potentially this year, depending on how it all shakes out that we can, um, have a third person on our team. Um, we'd love to hire, even if it was just somebody part-time, um, have uh, an additional person that, um, we can rely on when things get heavy. Um, the goal I think is for the team to be, you know, no more than five really ever, um, not including, you know, all the people that you need to do the other things like your lawyer, your tax person, but like a a team of five that can handle all the creative things that we need to make. That may be five years down the road. It might be next year, just depending on, on the, the work that comes in. That's exciting. So do you see that, do you see your roles changing by bringing someone in or are you wanting to still stay in the design seat? I think that's, that's why we want to stay small. 
because mm-hmm. obviously there will be components that lend themselves more to management that happen when we bring somebody else on board. But we both really love the design aspect. And I've, I've talked to a number of people that I've either just met, like run in the same circles with professionally or worked for or, or interned for that really miss the, the hands-on side of things and are, I don't think sad or regretful is the correct word, but I guess a little bit nostalgic for the days when they were involved in the design process mm. where they, they did more than more of the hands-on part. And I don't want to lose that in the weeds of running a team. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Tell us more about the types of projects y'all are working on. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gearing up for some album and LP drops. And um, I'm working on some one sheets for some clients, some updated posters with donor lists for the nonprofit we work with. Nothing really massive at the moment, although we do have a really cool boxed set, boxed um, vinyl set. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Which Very is cool. going to be a blast. We're just waiting for the photo shoot to happen. I think that's the one with the photo shoot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last year we, we got to touch on a lot of exciting projects, but I think for me, the highlight was we um, helped one of our clients with an event that they put on for Under Armour. Oh, cool. I got to kind of take the lead and just run with the creative for most of that project. And that was a lot of fun. That is a lot Mm -hmm. of fun. So is that a field you're wanting to get more into? Like the, apparel side of things or is music still kind of y'all's sweet spot or do you prefer nonprofits? I guess what's your ideal project? I love nonprofits, but nonprofits also historically come with tiny budgets. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think for, for me, the sweet spot would be, you know, 60 to 80% music and otherwise other clientele that really like keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. So then we have the capacity to lend a hand for some blah, 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 words are hard. Um, <laughs> so we have the capacity to like take on some of these smaller projects for nonprofits that really are doing like really good, really valuable work mm-hmm. because they deserve to look just as good as Nike or just as good as Taylor Swift. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to, to look lackluster just because they can't yeah. afford the big bucks. We totally yeah. agree. Yes, totally. We love our nonprofit clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're sweet. I love them. Mm-hmm. Budgets, like you said, sometimes, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what yeah. I would say that music is currently um, about, 60 to 70 percent of the work that we do um it it there it's a lot of range uh, a lot of it is country music because we are here in nashville tennessee so mm-hmm. um but i i really enjoy that side of it i grew up playing the guitar my mom was a, is a plays the piano she also plays the guitar she has a ton of instruments and so like music is ingrained into me yeah um so 
I don't play as often as I probably should, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a passion and I enjoy it. And I love this side of it too. Like the design side of it is just as fun as the playing music side of it. So do you guys see lots of live art. music to kind of stay inspired? Oh yeah. We do. Oh yeah. And the great thing about having music clients is um, you get invited to the shows um, for free. And so, we need more music clients. <laughs> being able to walk up to the take counter and say that you're on the list is, yes. is a perk that is really fun. <laughs> and um, I don't think that part will ever get old for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we definitely get to uh, indulge in that side of it as well. That's awesome. So Nick, you said you don't play guitar as much as you'd like to. Um, I guess that kind of leads me into the next question. So what what's the biggest struggle working together? Uh, I'd say ours is finding time for ourselves to, you know, dabble in our hobbies. Um, mm-hmm. We have a hard time kind of compartmentalizing our lives. Everything kind of blends together and we end up working most of the time. So what, <laughs> yeah. what's the biggest struggle for you guys? Working oh, together. Man. Um, well, I will say that like we try to set aside time that each of us can do our respective hobbies or the things that we enjoy doing. Hannah actually just had one of those things this week. She meets with a group of friends that are girls and they get to just have their girl time. And I love that for her. Uh, I try to do the same with my guy friends so that we can step away from the business side because otherwise we're always here and it's just us and the pets. And so you can really drive each other up a wall (laughs) (laughs) if you're not careful. So uh, we definitely try to make time to get out of the house away from each other um, because otherwise, yeah, we'd go, we'd go insane. Um, (laughs) I, I I mentioned guitar. So yeah, I I know how to play, but I don't pick it up enough. And Hannah knows how to play the piano and she doesn't pick it up enough. So um, we definitely should for 2023 set aside time to do, do that. Um, Other hobbies that I have that I I do set aside time for and enjoy is um, we got a 3d printer last year. And I have loved, I love, I love to tinker and just like, mess with stuff and so i've i've loved like being able to print off things and and fix things around the house that i would that's so have cool to go down to home depot or lowe's and pay 20 bucks to purchase this thing but no i can print it and in a couple hours and have it so that's awesome very cool yeah that's like a different level of pride that comes with fixing something <laughs> yeah yeah and then when it breaks you really got to call someone because that means your job didn't work <laughs> Um, what's the biggest lesson that working together has taught you guys, either from a business perspective or just as a couple? Hmm. I think, and this is more on a, a personal level, like I didn't grow up in an environment where I saw a lot of married couples that had fun together. Hmm. Now, they didn't work together either, but... I don't know. I think just over the past couple of years, I've really enjoyed learning that no, like you, you can have fun with your spouse. You can count them as your best friend and genuinely mean it. Hmm. And you can hash out a personal life and a work life together that 
is on the whole way more fun than it is frustrating. Mm. And I think, um, I don't know. I just, I think that media is slowly getting better at portraying happy couples Mm. and happy relationships and happy work environments. And I think that's great. Um, I think the, the more we see of that, the better, because it is possible if you're like just willing to, like Nick said, set aside time for each of you to spend on your own thing and Mm -hmm. find plenty of things that you enjoy doing together. And for us, a lot of that happens to be work, but you know, we enjoy making money together. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny how your, your idea of marriage can change Mm -hmm. over time evolves for sure. I know mine has for sure as well. And I'm glad you realized it sooner than I did. Say again. <laughs> Very much a, a true partnership. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Could you share one tip for other couples who work together? Protect your, your personal time as much as you can. Whether it's a we don't talk about work when we eat dinner rule, or mm. it's a we have a standing date night set up rule, or we never bring a laptop into the bedroom, like whatever it has to be, like make sure you have a space that work does not enter. Yeah. Or you will only talk about work forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> That's really good advice. Mm. Do you take we your own some, advice? We try. Yeah. We, we also <laughs> have some other, we have some friends that also work from home. One of them runs his own business and, um, his wife works for a large company here in Nashville and she, but she does, uh, she has a hybrid schedule okay. and, um, his, his mother also lives with them. And I know they, they've told us before and they're very wise that they have to be very intentional about protecting time to not talk about work because they work in similar fields. Hmm. He used to work for the company that she still works for. Hmm. And if they're not, if they're not careful, they also will always just talk about work (laughs) or about mom's medical stuff. Mm. And so it's, it's not original advice, but it's, it's worth, yeah, worth trying to apply. Mm. I think that's really good advice. Okay. Last question. Is there anything we haven't asked you that we should have? I just had a thought run through my mind uh, that kind of pertains to the last question, but it could honestly go for any freelancer uh, or somebody that owns their own business. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's like not to be afraid to raise your rate. Mm. Um, and I know we haven't talked about money uh, in that sense in the call, but mm-hmm. um, I struggled early on with the fear that like raising my rate would drive clients away. And they had questions, but, uh, they were, all the questions were answered and ultimately they were, they were happy to pay the new rate. Um, I think freelancers and designers, they struggle to do that because they protect this, this art that is theirs. And they're afraid if, if they raise the rate and they lose their clients, they're going to have to go do something else. Um, but we've learned and also shared with other designers that we're friends with that like, you've got to be willing to raise your rates even if you do lose a few clients because there are people out there that are going to pay it. And if you need to make a living wage, 
or if you're trying to make a living wage and you're not, then you know that you're charging too little. Hmm. So um, we have a specific friend that like we encouraged her multiple times to raise her rates and she finally did. And, and she's doing fantastic now. Yeah. Mm. She just hired an intern. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's a very common fear of a lot of freelancers. So what were the questions, if you can remember, that the client asked you to justify raising your rates? Um, well, I don't know. I don't remember the question specifically, but I tried to make sure that they felt comfortable that we were providing the value that they hmm. were asking for, that, that they were hoping to receive. And we didn't lose any clients throughout that. I don't know if there were any questions, any other questions other than the value aspect of it. Yeah. We were charging under what the like recommendation for just freelancers in general was uh, at the time. And so being able to have that, that room to, to grow a little bit was nice. Yeah. I think the biggest question just in a super general way was why, and at that point in time, we were just, we were able to be very honest and say, well, this is the rate we've been charging since 2019. And the world has gotten a lot more expensive yeah. since 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we want to continue to provide a high value and high quality service to you, we also have our own bills that need to be paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're still going to... Go ahead. No, that's definitely something we struggle with as well. Yeah. I, I hate those conversations. It's so hard. Yeah. Especially when it's like us where it's, you know, you're getting a two for one deal here, right? Like this yeah. isn't, this isn't a like common thing. Like you are getting charged as if you have one person freelancing for you, but you're getting two. And yeah. That means we can be more efficient. We can provide more custom work, you In know, all the reasons, skills, but yeah. it's just very hard to articulate that. Yeah. It yeah. really is. I think the way you put it, Hannah, was really good. Yeah. Like everything is more expensive that we are not excluded from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're buying eggs just like the rest of you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have learned so much about how you guys do business together as business partners and thank you that was good (laughs) thank you guys we're so we're so appreciative of your time happy to have you thank you for having us this was great Thanks for tuning in to Business Partners. Find out more about our guests and follow their businesses through the links in our show notes. Special thanks to our sponsor, Apple and Anchor. Now let's get back to business.